We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Monday morning edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We had a good bit of football. It's college football, the last college football game of the season, number three from a playoff ranking standpoint, TCU, 13-1, Georgia, 14-0, the number one seed, trying to win back-to-back titles. 12.5-point favorite tonight there in uh, in Inglewood, I guess, technically where it's at. Uh, 6.30 start for that tonight. I, I will give... Is that right? I, is what ESPN says, and if so, I give college football a ton of credit because that's a start time you can actually like finish the game and not feel dead the next day. That's good. That, that is a... If that is true, and then again, that is what be over by ten thirty. That's good. Yeah, that's as opposed to those. Hey, seven thirty by the time you kick, and you're like, okay, eh. it's eight thirty. So kicking at six thirty. CFP national championship presented by AT and T, ESPN, six thirty p.m. Central Time, Georgia minus twelve and a half. That's what okay. I got. Well, good for them. So yeah, I don't know. It's a good question because uh, I feel that take a full four hours. It'll be a late game. College football can't figure it out. Cannot do it. Almost refuse to do it. They don't want to do it. It's a difference. There's a formula. They can. They don't want to. That's true. They want four hours. Yeah. TV, money, commercials. Yes. The the, the spectator in the stands is not as important as a spectator on TV anymore. Oh, that's for sure. And it's not even close. Uh, Ole Miss basketball losing 64-54 to uh, Mississippi State in Starkville. On Saturday afternoon, 0-3 now in the SEC. I guess seven of nine losses at this point, something like that. Um, something like that. And then they face Auburn at home, 8 o'clock ESPNU on Tuesday night for uh, for that one. Before two in a row, Mike White returning uh, on Saturday, 12 o'clock SEC Network for that one with the, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. So anyway, we'll get into all this coming up today on the show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Use the hot case, head on in, ribs, chicken, plenty of different options for you. Take care of your uh, food items, whether it be their daily lunch specials that are great prices or dinner tonight. We were busy, got stuff going on. I've got stuff going on tonight. Blue Sky can help all of us out. 
Call ahead. They'll have the ribs wrapped up, ready to go. Side items, desserts, and more there with uh, we're with the Oxford X Line again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Give them a call, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right? To the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Corey wants to be your car guy, wants to be your truck guy. He'll make. Uh, he'll show you what, what I mean when I say that when you call, 662-257-1900. Oh, so that's the pregame show at 630. Is that right? It has to be. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I assumed I was just giving benefit of the doubt. I was hoping for uh I was hoping for the best there. But what time is the CFP kickoff? Let's put it in the Google machine, see what it tells us. It has to be after seven. Yeah, I mean I assumed. There's just no way they're gonna do that. It's just too early. Well, they just won't do it. For them. They just won't do it. They ESPN has to have an hour to hype everything. Yeah, because they probably have fifteen shows. They got multiple. Yeah, they've got everybody fooled or something. I mean, even on Sporting News, I just googled and hit the first link. The twenty twenty three college football playoff championship game will kick off at seven thirty Eastern on Monday. Well, if it does, then I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'll I'll tip my cap. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, no, I said no. It's the pregame show is at six and kicks at six thirty. Okay, I'll tip my cap. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think they're capable. <laughs> What'd you pick? Georgia to cover. I think it's okay. a blowout. Do you? Yep. I think Georgia got their test. TCU got its moment in the sun. TCU had, what, two pick sixes? Michigan played really poorly, and it was still super tight. I just don't think they can do – I don't think they can do that with Georgia. It kind of feels like Georgia played their – Georgia Georgia played with fire, survived it. Now, I do think now they'll TCU go do can their score. Thing. Yeah, but everybody I mean, we were, we're – you know, again, when we talked about with Jeffrey on Thursday – We've we've overrated a little bit Georgia's defense this season. Um, but yeah, probably so. I mean, I picked Georgia too. Um, I'd like for it to be a close game. What's it going to take for you to be up and watching in the second half? Ooh, how close? The odds are just infinitesimally low. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you don't care is not the right word, but there's not an outcome that you're like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. No. Is that, is that... There's no outcome that does anything for me one way or the other. If I'm just being completely honest. I, I realized at some point during the bowl season that I had had my fill of college football for a while. I know that's sacrilegious to say that here, but I'm just being honest. Who will you find yourself pulling for? Um... I can go either way. I don't know. I mean, look, I don't harbor some ill will towards Georgia the way that a lot of people do. I, I, I like, I like Kirby Smart. Um, I like some people inside that program. I like what they've done. Um, I think it's interesting to watch a dynasty get started. I'm curious to see how long that dynasty goes, because I don't think that Kirby Smart is like Nick Saban where he, he'll he do this forever. I think there's a walk away for him. Um, and then for TCU, I mean, it's Cinderella to a degree. I mean, you look at where they were just 
couple of years ago and where they are today, it's remarkable. They were pre- preseason picked, what, fifth, sixth, seventh in their conference. Um, it would be a fun story, TCU, I guess. So in many ways, if it's close late, I'm probably cheering for TCU just because of the whole upset part of it. But I don't know. I don't have I, – I just don't – I don't have any strong feelings about it. So what you can get today was mentioned here. Um, and a little bit of a – maybe this has been a change, but for sure a change as far as the actual lineup here. Um, ESPN will do your main telecast as always. ESPN 2 is going to go with the uh, the field pass, which is kind of like the coaches show, except they're doing it with the Pat McAfee show is how they're doing that. There are not coaches involved this year breaking down film. And it, Pat McAfee essentially has his own channel for his own oh. thing associated with this game. Um, they're doing SkyCast as always. That's ESPN News. They do their command center with all the different feeds in one place. 4K Skycam, if you have that ability, is available, which is always a good one. They've got the All-22, the TCU Hometown Radio, the Georgia Hometown Radio. There is a marching band channel. I was not aware of that. And then um, the national radio broadcast, if you prefer those announcers versus the actual television announcers, is a channel Mm. as well. So those are your viewing options today. Getting rid of the coaches' film room is the biggest negative in that lineup. That... That can be pretty interesting, depending on what coaches and what you see. There's there's some education there, yeah. And they've gone for entertainment tells you, over. That. Tells you that most people didn't do that, yeah. Which most people just watch the game, right? Frankly, none of these are going to be like, hey, we're going to go take ratings over the course of this. It just shows you that the number of people who truly want like the X's and O's and stuff is a really small number. I mean, the hardcore, but you don't make your money off. In, in mainstream media, you don't make your money off the hardcore. You make your money off the middle. Yeah, sure, of course. So, uh, anyway, that's your lineup. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll flip through a few of them just for some opinions tomorrow, but I, I've, I will probably have the main telecast on with the volume very low is typically how I watch these games. I don't even know who's calling the game. It's not really anything about them. Just I can watch and yeah. figure it out and be fine. I don't necessarily need the... The extra level that I, the the Pat McAfee Manning cast thing does nothing for me at all. I, I will not flip over there. No, um, I'll have the main broadcast on. I'll be doing other things. If the game's really good, it'll pull me in. It'll have to be really good. The reason, and, and I don't uh, TCU, might even might even go to the gym and run the first half. TCU would be a really interesting story if they win. It would be cool. There's lots of positives to it that a team that has nowhere near the overall talent from a from an overall roster standpoint wins the national title, kind of comes out of nowhere, all that kind of stuff. That frankly, the sport kind of needs that a little bit for the the winner to be to where teams can go in and actually going, hey, we could be that. You know, you you can you can get there quickly on sure. a, on, on a hey, we could do this or we could do that. Um, I guess the thing is, I don't necessarily believe that it's just some indication that everybody can win, though, which is why I'm hesitant. To, you know, a lot of stuff went right for them, and everybody needs that magical season. I mean, you can get there. I mean, I could have. There's been several old miss seasons in the past where I went, well, hey, if I can just start changing a couple plays here and there, I can get you there pretty damn quickly. I mean, sure. that's not hard to do, but it still takes that level of. I mean, they've they've played seven one possession games. 
and won them and all. lost. The only one they lost was the only one they could have lost. Right. It's just hard to hard to replicate that into something else. Well, they probably wouldn't replicate it if you made them do it again. There were so many of those games that could have gone the other way. I mean, the Baylor game was crazy weird. Um, but you know, it's a, again, they're 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 a fun story. I I like the quarterback. Plays super hard. They very clearly have a a strong team chemistry, which I think is super important in today's era of college football. I think sure. it's more important than we're giving it credit for. Sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm 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 more. I mean, I've from a just a fan standpoint, from a viewer standpoint, I'm I'm much more enamored with watching the NFL than I am college football these days. The college football product to me is too long. It drags. The replay system is bad. It just the games last too long. Like yesterday, Bengals Ravens was went a little long, and I could feel it going long. And I looked up and I went, "God, if this were a college football game, they would have just started the fourth quarter." I wonder. I wonder if it doesn't hurt college football being as long because most people don't watch full games. There's so many games on versus NFL where you're so time slot oriented that you're just flipping around and you find the fourth quarter of games Maybe that so. you are looking for. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, the viewing experience might be completely different. I don't know. I mean, because I'm more likely to just turn a game on and watch it. That's that's my way I operate. So it does feel long. But I wonder if most people are just flipping and going and you've always got another thing. So you flow over there and hang I, out. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason that they haven't fixed a problem that people like me think is a problem. They probably would tell me that it's not a problem, that their numbers and their analytics tell them th- that it's not a problem, that it's a moneymaker. And I'd say, okay, I get it. Yeah, we're going to get some NFL because I've got a couple thoughts there. Um, so I'm going to avoid doing it right now because we'll do it in a minute. Um, Kyle, thanks for Super Chat as always. Says Ole Miss Rifle, where do they compete? Can fans attend? Have you ever been? I've written stories on the Rifle team. I've never been. They compete at the Armory. I think it's technically available for spectators, but there's very few places to stand. I mean, it's not like they're going to put tons of people in there, but I think you could if you wanted to watch one, watch one. Yes, I think that is that is doable behind the glass. I've never been. So, but yes, they they're always very competitive, and that is where they uh, that is where they compete. Um, let's do it this way because there's no reason in breaking down the minutia of the game. State sixty four, Ole Miss fifty four, and Starkville on Saturday. Uh, two home games, zero and three in the league. It is an it is of the utmost critical week to avoid the larger conversation, right? This week, yes. They play two home games and then go to Carolina. I I wrote this today in 10 Thoughts. Okay. It's too early to go there, but... Yeah. Before the season, all the talk was... This was basically tournament or bust. You had to at least be in, in the mix for the tournament for it not to be considered a failure. Given what they didn't do in the non-league, for them to make the tournament, just humor me here, they have to go at minimum 11-7 and seven in the league. At, at, at just minimum. Yeah, I think it so. Probably has to go 12-6. and six. Maybe 11-7 and seven if you beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Probably 12-6 and six if you don't. But let's say 11-7 and seven for kicks. That means at this point they have to go 11-7. and 
four the rest of the way. If you watch this team and you believe it can go 11 and four, okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I would disagree with you, but okay. If you are like me and you think, boy, that's, that's, that's a really tall mountain to climb. Yeah, we're really close to having the conversation. I watched, I've tried to make myself watch the SEC basketball games so far this year so that I can be conversant on it, much like I did with baseball last year. I watched um, a good bit of, of Alabama, Kentucky. Um, I watched a good bit of Florida, Georgia. I had both games going. Um, I watched um, a good bit of Auburn beating Arkansas on Saturday night. Auburn's a much better team at home than they are on the road so far this year, but Auburn's really talented. Uh, Arkansas's really talented. I watched those two teams, and I thought Ole Miss can't beat those teams. I don't think Ole Miss can beat those teams. Now, Ole Miss gets Auburn at home. Kermit's teams, for whatever reason, typically play Bruce Pearl's teams well. Um, it, For whatever reason, his teams have given Bruce Pearl some fits over the over the history. Yeah, at middle line Ole Miss. To the point where I think it's in Pearl's head a little bit, and he's almost admitted as much. That being said, I, it, if, if Auburn plays well tomorrow night, Auburn's going to win. And so you get into the next game against Georgia. Ole Miss can beat Georgia. But if Ole Miss doesn't beat Georgia, the conversation has to shift. It, it, it has to go to something else where you have to go, okay, well, what's the what's the next step for the program? And, and before people think I'm calling for someone's job, I'm not. When I say that, I'm saying one of two things has to happen. You either have to start to say, hey, look, we're, we're going to move in another direction at the end of the season, or – Someone other than Kermit has to become the voice that goes, we're not moving in a different direction, and here's why, and here's what we're doing. Otherwise, and look, this could happen this week. I don't know what kind of crowd's going to be there tomorrow night. Late start. Um, but noon on Saturday, going up against the NFL playoffs on a pretty day in Oxford, because I think the temperatures are supposed to be in the – upper 50s and supposed to be sunny i just kind of wondered but now we're finding reasons that come on like well, I mean, if, again, it's, if it's a game people want to go to they're not where that that doesn't matter well that's what i'm I saying mean, yeah i mean but if, we're, if, but if there's nobody there saturday at 12 is an ideal time to go to a basketball game and so if there's less than six thousand people in the arena yeah tomorrow you, night's tough because frankly an eight o'clock midweek when not a lot of people live locally in your fan base that's very complicated sure but saturday at noon is if there's not 6,000 people there, something's wrong. Because when you look around in the league yesterday, uh, over this the week, weekend, yeah, sure. uh, Missouri had a packed house for Vanderbilt. Um, Alabama was – Coleman was crazy. Yeah, sure, of course. And it wasn't full of Kentucky fans. It was Alabama fans. Uh, Auburn was packed, as it always is. Huge atmosphere for the Arkansas game. Um, but the relatable ones are Georgia, Missouri. I mean, I'm taking out Final Four contenders. I mean, Florida, I mean, Florida had a nice crowd. Yeah, Missouri's not a Final Four contender. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. first year coach. Missouri was bad last year. Frankly, you take away their three wins against Ole Miss, and they don't have any wins. Yeah, and so State had a good crowd for Ole Miss. As of this morning, Ken Palm has the Rebels 78th um, in the country. 
they uh, are projecting 15 and 16 overall, 7 and 11 in the SEC is where they uh, don't see how they get there. They have them. They have Ole Miss losing to Auburn on on Tuesday night. They give Ole Miss a 39% chance of beating the Tigers. And then they have them beating Georgia and South Carolina in a row, 66 and 68% on those two games. Okay. They have them losing in Fayetteville. They have them losing at home to Missouri, 46% chance of beating Missouri at home. They only give them a 23% chance of winning in Stillwater. They give them a 43% chance of losing in Kentucky. They give them a 45% chance of winning in Nashville and a 43% chance of winning against Georgia in Athens. So if that happened, and this is where this thing's not played on paper because they have them at 7-11, and 11, but if that went scratch, they would be 2-4, and four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They'd be 2-9. and nine. It's hard to see a 2-9 and nine team then winning some games just because you're two and nine in the league you know what i mean yeah. like and at some point but at some point the attendance becomes the story yeah. and i, I think it's like they have them beating lsu at home on february 25th but if you're three and ten that's a hard sell but even if you do what nobody's there what's the crowd at right february the 25th for a three and ten team yeah it's a seven thirty saturday night tip i mean three thousand people on saturday night when you can flip on fill in the blank and they've got a packed house and they might have been at baseball all day, and have, we're trying to decide whether they're going to dinner or the basketball game. Yeah, and and I got I'm, I'm going to do this again because there's people that keep doing it, and I understand why, it's a defense mechanism. It's a, it's a, well, I, I would just rather put the money into baseball. I, I, would I don't ju- know though. That's a legitimate argument from anybody who really wants to have the argument. No, like, but, but I mean, the, we're talking about a very low percentage of people. Sure, here. but the people who do it, it's a defense mechanism. There's. The, the two things there's no money to put like the, the, the two it's things not even the, the same the two things aren't interrelated there's no reason you can't be competitive in both zero it has nothing to do baseball has nothing to do with basketball and vice versa nothing zip literally nothing Com- it's complete it's a total what's it red herring i mean it's just a, it's a yeah. it, it, it's it's not even a legitimate argument it's it, to say, oh well, we, we just is that, that, that when you say that, you're just admitting, hey, I, we're not any good at it. So I'm just going to say I don't care. It matters. It's an important sport. It has nothing to do with baseball. It doesn't mean baseball matters or doesn't matter. But here's the thing on this, and and, and this what is is relevant, and this what will be relevant because it's going to take some. We'll do it after the break. We'll come back. I got one more thought on basketball, and then we'll shift to some NFL and some other stuff, but. Just finishing that part of the conversation real quick. Uh, Ken Palm has them getting to seven by winning Georgia at home, Carolina away, South Carolina at home, Mississippi State at home, LSU at home, A&M at home. Those are the seven games that they have them winning at this point. So. Yeah, the only one of those I'd probably put A&M starting to put it together. Yeah. By the end of the year, they might be pretty tough. Yeah. Prime Shrimp, com. Seven, seven different flavors ship directly to your door. They take care of dinner for you, including their newest offering, the Orleans Barbecue Shrimp, one of my favorites, along with the signature. They go with everything, very versatile, versatile options there. They have the full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, and more. And now they have their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, a lot like what's at the grocery store, except a higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company that's Prime Shrimp. Dot com. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order and get it directly to your door. Again, promshrimp.com. Step into the new year in style. If you haven't uh, made the move already, you really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter the code Rebel Grove at checkout, get 25% off all orders, including sale items. 
As they continue to grow, they want to extend a special thank you to, for the continued support of the Rebel Grove community. The folks at Dead Soxy are constantly striving to improve their quality, relationships, and customer experiences. As an MPW digital listener, you'll be the first to hear about all new products and opportunities as they come about. So uh, remember to enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout for 25% off all orders. And Happy New Year from Dead Soxy. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Also, let Walk-On's take care of all of your tailgating needs as you start to think about next season. Uh, You can order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-On's app. Visit Walk-Ons today in Oxford or Ridgeland. The College Corners, your one-stop Rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, Different names, same great products and services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right, every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. Podcast is also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery. JohnsonHillCreamery.com. They make all their cheeses locally and in-house every single day. As I've been telling you for a while, it is king cake season. Take advantage of that. You can go right there online. You can order it online. They have the minis. They have the larges. The mini feeds one to two people. The large, eight to ten. Their plain option is a cinnamon swirl. Other flavors include their house-made lemon curd. They have their uh, pralines with candy pecans, blueberry cheesecake, and cheesecake as well. So whatever size and flavor it is there from a king cake standpoint for Johnson Hill Creamery you want, you can get it. Again, that's johnsonhillcreamery.com. 24 hours notice, and they'll take care of you. You want to call for more information or to uh, to order that way as well, 662-419-9201. Okay, look, here's the thing, though. And it, it's, it's kind of going on what we always talk about of when you, if you if you do make a change or if you don't, just whatever it takes to improve the program. There has to be a there has to be a systemic way to do that. And what does that actually mean in tangible ways to improve the, the thing? And the answer is money. Um, the, the the way to improve is to make a better product than fans show up because almost fans have proven they will show up to basketball mm-hmm. games when they are competitive. They've done that across multiple eras. I mean, from AK to Kermit's first year to mm-hmm. to the late nineties that everybody talks about. I mean, all those different things. People showed up. There's no doubt about that. But in today's world, you're talking about IL dollars because you're not. This is not. This is not commitment from even an administrative standpoint. I don't know, man. It's not about that. It's about NIL dollars and recruiting and a a, a coach with a plan where you don't have misses. Not saying that's that's not shots at Kermit. That's that they went into the portal and they didn't get guys who have consistently played good basketball. So that was that was a failure in that way to this point. Um, 
you've got to be efficient. You've got to hit. And where is the money coming from? Is kind of where I'm going with this. Is that it is a choice if you're going to give money for NIL. And again, everybody can do whatever they want with their own discretionary income. I'm not telling you to give or not to give or do whatever you want to do. But the point is, most people will give to football instead of basketball. And where this does come into what you said, there's a lot of people that would rather give to baseball than basketball from an NIL standpoint. So what's going to be different? What's going to change? Because look, Kermit's a guy who, especially when he got here, was very involved in the community. He doesn't mind going and doing the rubber chicken circuit. It's not, he's much more apt to do that than AK was there at points when AK kind of gave up late in his tenure. So the point is here, it's got to come from somewhere. There's either got to be a coach that energizes the hell out of the fan base and that turns it, or there has to be a dedication that simply has not has not been there to this point. Um, you know. Um, gotta, the product on the floor has got to be better. It's And people, look, people have lost. I'm not one to speak for fans. I can just look at message boards, our message board in particular. People don't believe in it anymore. They don't believe that they don't believe that winning is around the corner. His teams have a hard time scoring, and then you look around the country, and some of his former players who left here are scoring. Jarkel Joyner is playing well at NC State. A lot of the portal guys have played well at other places. Luis Rodriguez is playing well at UNLV. I still don't get that one. I would have always liked his game. It's not. This isn't a fair one to use, but Blake Henson's playing really well at Pitt. That deal's different. I mean, there's a lot there, but yeah, sure. You know, KJ Buffins at UAB. You just look around and people don't get it, and it's it's fair. Will they score fifty four points? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're just not scoring. You can't put the ball in the basket consistently. And then at State, you have a seven-point second-half lead. And from the last 12 minutes, you just kind of get mauled. Yeah, look, it's, 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 it's roster construction right now. That's what it is. I mean, we can, we, can, we can delve into a lot of other parts here, but it's, it, it's roster construction. Um, it's shoved to a point. I mean, you know, I've got a thread here. Jeremy says, confused by the dedication talk, despite his failures, Kermit's recruited better than anyone in a long time. It's Kermit, not the job. Um, he's had misses. There's no doubt about that. There's, sure. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, and everybody has misses, but it's still a job that has not been in the NCAA tournament consistently ever, except for a period in the late nineties and early two thousands. Um, mm -hmm. you know, that is what it is. And frankly, it's, you're in an era where the mid, the, the power five programs get more preferential treatment than ever before. I mean, that's, that's one of those deals where if it was still an RPI league, Kermit wouldn't have made it in year one. And now he did. He gets credit. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying the the the, the way things have happened have changed over time. Um, yeah, it, as of today, the league would get seven bids. Yeah. So half of the league would get a bid. And if you add Texas and Oklahoma, Texas would get a bid right now. Yeah. So it would be half the league's getting bids. So you've got to finish in the upper half of the league. People say, I mean, literally, I'm looking at net ratings. Tennessee is two, Alabama's six, Arkansas sixteen, Missouri's thirty-two, Auburn's thirty-three, Mississippi State's forty, and Kentucky's forty-four. They would all get in, and so half the league gets in. And if you're in a league where half the league gets in, and you're not making it half the time, you're not succeeding. And now here's the deal, my opinion, my opinion only. 
I think when you want winning basketball, you want winning basketball because of fan morale more than anything else, even beyond money. Because I think of from course. an attendance standpoint, Ole Miss is never selling out the pavilion every game. It's not happening I mean, for just logistical reasons. Frankly, hardly anybody in the league does. I mean, on midweek games, it's hard to get attendance at most places in the league, outside unless they're playing Kentucky or Alabama or some name big team. It just doesn't happen. I mean, there's a few programs um, that do, but but no, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, o- Ole Miss is not one of those, I guess is my point. Right. I mean, Kentucky filling up Rupp on a Tuesday is a completely different animal right. than, than what we're talking about. When you when you, when you you want to win in basketball, it's because it's, it's fan morale. It gets everybody energized in your entire athletic program. It bridges football. I mean, it does all these different things. You're on a national scale to some extent. You're you're you have people coming to message boards and social media and just getting up and talking to their friends and it's hey if we win today we make the tournament we do something there's th- th- mm-hmm. there's an energy and there's a relationship that schools have with their fan base mm-hmm. and you need to win in the big three sports to move that throughout the calendar and keep that conversation going yep. and keeping everybody built up it's about that even more than money for me it's it's just simply to be an all-around program, to win at these sports, to keep everybody as up and going as they can for all different reasons. Um, so yeah, it's not even really attendance based. It's just it's just move the dial. Um, oh, be, I mean, like be you competitive. Watch, you watch Auburn the other night. I mean, the student section's packed. The arena's fun. It's a Saturday night. It's fun. That's it. Just two fun hours. It's fun for the students. The fans show up. It's fun. Like you said. It's a fun sport. It's built to be fun. It's two hours. Get out of the weather. Presumably it was chilly in Auburn on Saturday night. Get to go someplace, and then after that you go to out or to the bars or home or wherever, and that's what you do. You look at Tuscaloosa on Saturday afternoon, It was that was fun. If you were an Alabama fan, that was a lot of fun Saturday afternoon. I'm just trying to remove the games where you're playing Kentucky or even Alabama being a top five. I have too. I mean, like, Missouri played Vanderbilt. It looked fun. Yeah. They, they they packed it. They care about basketball there. They want to be good. Yeah, that's been the weird part of Missouri coming into the league is they were supposed to be a basketball program, and frankly, they've sucked. Um, yeah. They've, that was supposed to be one of the benefits to them sort of coming in, and that is... And it might be fool's gold right now, but you watch them play, and I think they had a bunch of guys sick on on Saturday that were kind of playing with the flu and they just they won the game and it was that the, the place was packed for an 11 a.m. tip so I don't know I've covered Ole Miss basketball when the when the arena was full and it was fun and people enjoyed it and what you see now is not fun and it, it we're approaching the point like I said and I I'm always nervous to do this because I don't want it to sound like I'm calling for change. That's not my job. But I do think they're approaching the point where you have to start addressing, okay, well, here's here's what we're going to do to fix this. I know nothing about the dynamics there, but is Cal coaching Kentucky next year? I'd say it's starting to get iffy. They are very mediocre. Yes, they're a very average-looking team. I mean, like right now, Kentucky's 44. They'd be bubbly. Kentucky's not supposed to be on the bubble. And there, it's it's not acceptable. They don't have a quad one win, I don't know. No, it's not acceptable. And the way they got beat at Alabama the other day, they're not going to get many. On Tuesday, South Carolina at Kentucky, Florida at LSU. Sort of interesting game. Vanderbilt at Tennessee, Auburn at Ole Miss. And then on Wednesday, Al- uh, Mississippi State at Georgia, Alabama at Arkansas, 
and Missouri at Texas A&M. A mm, couple good games. So there's your uh, yeah. Like I'll be curious to see what the crowd looks like at Texas A and M on on Wednesday. I can tell you, you 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 can't get a ticket to Bud Walton on Wednesday. Oh well, sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean so th those are places where it's just, I don't know. We'll see. The everybody tells me I'm beating a dead horse. I don't really think I am. I just I just I just think it has to. I think you as an institution you have to just decide that it matters. It's not a bottom line thing. It's not a money thing. It's just a hey, it matters. So we got to figure it out. Like I, if if I were in the room, it'd be like, we, we, this is not acceptable. We have to figure this out. And it's not about a coach. Maybe it's about nil. Maybe it's about whatever. But we got to figure it out because just being January the ninth, and we're arguing whether people will be at the game. And look, I don't expect a big crowd tomorrow night. And frankly, I don't expect a big crowd Saturday afternoon. And when that doesn't happen. You got no, Saturday's the one to look towards. Someone's got to raise their hand and go, why, why, why are there not more people here? What else the hell are you doing on Saturday afternoon? Well, appreciate you as always. Have for years. Says happy new year, guys. Thank you for all your hard work, candor, and not being much homers. What are your thoughts on Costa coming back as the kicker and then state's new coach and how he influences Ole Miss? Uh, I mean, Ole Miss got a great gift. They accomplished a lot with Jonathan Cruz. Last year, I mean, there's no reason to think Costa won't be what he was before uh, before the suspension. They should be set a kicker for the next mm -hmm. few years there with uh, with him. Um, they added Caden Davis to kick off. I assume Costa will only kick field goals. And then, uh, yeah, they should be fine. I, I, I don't know with Arnett. Um, his staff stuff has been interesting to this point. Um, appears he's already been trying to weed out some sourcing stuff going on down there a little bit. Uh, he's getting away from the air raid in some points. He's trying to make it his program quickly in a sort of a weird environment to do so right now um i don't know i mean i don't know if there's any way to know he doesn't have a lot of experience still a young guy we don't really even know what his footprint looks like as the head coach of a team or as the face of a program at this point um i i don't anticipate him going full hill mullen with the Ole Miss rivalry that would be weird to me um I do wonder with some of those young guys, though, if they don't know enough to kind of not, and it starts getting that way simply because people sort of want you to. Um, Will there be pressure on him to that's what I meant. go that route? Yeah, I wonder a little bit if there's a middle ground that he ends up running into almost because he thinks it helps his Q rating. And, again, I'm speculating. I, mean, I don't know the guy at all. But, yeah, I don't either. Um, my, my gut is it's not going to stay as low-key as it was with Leach and Kiffin together. Just my gut. My my hunch is it goes back. Not not Again, not to freeze Mullen – Circus, but right. just, just a little more. As long grabbing as grabbing Ole Miss, trying to pull him with him a little. Yeah, bit. as long as Lane's at Ole Miss, I just don't think he's going to take that. He doesn't bait. bite. I don't. I don't think that bait's attractive to him at all. He's he wants he wants the rivalries to be more Alabama, Texas A and M. As long as Jimbo's there, that kind of thing. I just don't sense that he gets worked up about state one way or the other now, yeah. he's, now he's lost an egg bowl for the first time so maybe that changes sure. it a little bit Arden says this money thing there's a 96 million dollar arena on campus that has a mortgage payment it's hard to pay when it's empty the problem with that is that there's just not a lot of difference from a money into the program standpoint that doesn't pay for the arena it's it's fan morale is the reason you make changes it's yeah. not it's not monetary attendance reasons Again, um, if, if you were, if everything were just bottom line, you'd scrap everything but football. 
I mean, you just would yeah. run an NFL franchise. It's it's which is why the a lot of the stuff that people talk about is not possible, right? Because yeah, I mean, like, as we made this example, the Bengals aren't paying you know aren't having to pay for nine soccer teams payroll and only from their revenue. I mean, it doesn't no. it doesn't work that way. They just run a professional sports organization. Yeah. So when people go, it's pro sports, except it's not. Except it's not. Uh, on the basketball front, the uh, the women beat Texas A&M yesterday. Reed Arena there in College Station. I guess they are 4-0 in the league now. Um, they have a road game next. Maybe it's Georgia. I looked at the schedule the other day. But nonetheless, uh, they won a good many in a row now and are 4-0 as they uh, close for a little bit and then uh, and then routed the Aggies yesterday in, uh, in College Station. As mentioned, yes, they do get South Carolina at home in a few weeks. South Carolina, the unquestioned number one team in the country. And yeah. women got scared in Starkville a little yesterday. They had a close game against State. But um, let's see. Yeah, I had it there. Sorry, I don't have more information. But – I did. Uh, I did see a good bit of that that game yesterday. Um, any other college basketball thought before I move on? Uh no. Uh-uh. Still a little early for to dive in on it. It's probably starts in a week or two, where people start all the bubble talk. Bubble talk is what drives the month of February for college basketball. Seating and bubbles and brackets. Let the NFL playoffs get over, and then it. Well, then it goes full steam. Yeah, yeah. But even before that, you'll start to hear some talk about it. We're. It's still what three games in. There's still a lot of. Two weeks from now, you'll have. More than a third of the conference schedule played. You'll start getting an idea where things shake. I mean, look, there's a couple of teams. Kentucky's one of them. That have big names, but. And kind of Arkansas is in this boat, right? I mean, they they're one and two in the league. Could easily be zero and three in the league, and Nick Smith might not come back. They might not. They might be more of a bubble team than people think they are. We'll see. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire 
to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Oh, you think they're a bubble team? I don't know. They've lost two of their best players. I mean, you can see it. I mean, they... In the preseason, in the pre-league play with Brazil, the Missouri transfer, I mean, they were, they were, they were scary. And when Smith was on the floor at the same time, they were really scary. But they don't have those two guys now. Uh, following up with the women's basketball thing, they've won eight in a row at this point. Um, they are fifteen and two on the season. They are at Georgia on Thursday, and then Alabama at home on Sunday. What I what I find interesting about, and usually again, I know very little about women's basketball in the SEC, but um, their schedule does not look complicated from the standpoint of they only play two games against ranked teams the the rest of the season. I don't know if SEC basketball is down on the women's side. I don't know why more teams aren't ranked. Tennessee's not ranked. I thought Arkansas was playing well, but they're not ranked either. Um, LSU in Baton Rouge is a, and LSU's number seven. That's not a surprise. Yeah, she's doing stuff down there, and then she uh, just wins. Yeah, and then South Carolina at home, um, number one. So yeah, I mean Ole Miss. When you run through their schedule, it's very likely they're favored in a good many of their games the uh the rest of the way so it's been a big year for her to show you can win without Shakira Austin you move the program forward from uh I, mean, I think she's proving that yeah there's no doubt yeah on that point kind of has her identity their defense first um very athletic so anyway Georgia on uh Thursday in Athens six o'clock start for uh for that one and speaking of the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation is giving you the chance to uh, give your support through the efforts on the court for men's and women's basketball, signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign. You can do that by earning uh, blue priority points through every donation because you just give a certain amount per win for the Ole Miss men's and or women's basketball team. So to find out more on that, give to athletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. And they'd like to thank Rebel Nation for their incredible support in 2022. Your generosity, the Champions Now campaigns nearing the $52 million mark. Looking forward to an even bigger 2023. So, again, for info on supporting Ole Miss Athletics, that's give2athletics.com. Solutions RX is a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. If you take diabetes medication, high blood pressure medication, cholesterol meds, you know those typically cause some side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in your body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support. Puts those vitamins back into your body, helps with those side effects, keeps you more compliant in taking your meds, and helps you stay healthier over the long term. They're available in uh, local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including Mississippi, or you can just go to their website, solutionsrx.com. Enter the promo code OEP at checkout and get 10% off your first order. I mentioned my 10 weekends thoughts are up at rebelgrove.com. Those are brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com, promo code rebelgrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. 
Brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff. They've also got a UL508A panel shop and much, much more. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. we got Valentine's Day right around the corner. If you're doing some uh, jewelry shopping, I highly suggest that you go to Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for uh, the better part of 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And brought to you by Pinnacle, Martin Palomo, and I taped a Mind on My Money on Thursday. That's up where you listen to podcasts here on our uh, our channel. Uh, Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi, but they've got clients in uh, more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more to learn more. Go to MyPinWealth.com. That's M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, that's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender for those who need that extra help, and more. So again, whether you're in Lafayette, Pontotoc, or the Union Counties, 662-238-3159. 3159. NFL playoffs set the regular season finishing up yesterday with um, the Lions knocking out the Packers last night in a uh, in a game after they had already been eliminated because the Seahawks beat the Rams in overtime yesterday and then the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Titans in a winner gets in game yesterday as uh, as well so the Detroit Lions are pissed at Jalen Ramsey today yeah I mean like living. And a team the Lions had played really damn well. I mean, a team that could have been fairly scary in the playoffs. I mean, could have could have given some trouble. I mean, I mean for did, all the for all the career knocks, Jared Goff had a really nice season. He did. He had a really good season. Yeah. They I had mean, a bad start and then they got rolling. Who's your coach of the year? Ooh. I'll give you an NFC and an AFC one. Okay. Are we doing the best team thing with the Eagles or are you picking one of the No, I mean Giants, Brian Devil. Yeah. I think, gets the six. I think Dayball probably is your AFC coach of the year. NFC. I think I'm going NFC. I mean, NFC. I think an NFC, as crazy as it sounds, because of the quarterback shuffle, I think I'm going with the 49ers getting the two seed and giving it to Shanahan. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Even the guy in Minnesota getting the three. Because three-in. they aren't that good and they got the damn three. Yeah. I mean, they, they put it together. Andy Reid. Ooh. I mean, a lot it's of people. It's a loaded conference. A lot of people you got like, the one. And by the way, if you're the Bengals, you're pissed. You're pissed. You're pissed. Look, I don't. I don't know why the league screwed Cincinnati, but they screwed them. What did Cincinnati do wrong? They were just on the field when that. But what do you when do? that happened? I, I I don't know, but you don't do this. Yeah. If I'm the Bengals, I'm like, wait a minute. 
literally, if you let us finish that game, if you're them, if you let us finish that game and we win the game, we get Buffalo at home. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what you do. That's going to be that's going to be an interest if it happens, and they're on course to play each other in Buffalo on the division in the divisional playoff round. Because we hadn't got to that part yet, but Cincinnati spent the last part of the week basically after we knew Demar Hamlin was going to be okay, pissed about the Ravens thing, and yeah. now they won the game. It didn't matter, but um, Joe Mixon will have no trouble raising the ten grand to pay that fine. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he been a decent soldier since he was the despicable college player hit the Yeah. The woman. Yeah. Yeah. Been Yeah, I'm just curious. I don't yeah, follow him as much. Been fine. I don't think he's had caused any issues there. Yeah. So in the NFC, the Eagles do get that by the number one seed. They will play again, I know everybody knows this, but just as a reminder, the NFL reseeds you play the lowest seed so there is no set bracket in the uh in the nfl your first game of the weekend saturday at 4 30 the seattle seahawks face the san francisco 49ers in a an nfc west game 2-7 there in san francisco on sunday the new york giants the six seed travel to minnesota play the three seed vikings that is a uh 3 30 start on fox on sunday and what's the then, saturday uh, night game i guess it's an afc game we'll get there in a second okay um and then uh on monday the cowboys and the buccaneers 5-4 game in tampa bay huge game for dak prescott prescott just oh, huge just one you have to win if so, you have any ability to have that conversation one that if frankly if you lose the buccaneers are not good if, if you lose it frankly it's yeah it's, it's if an you're the cowboys the cowboys have to have the meeting that goes hey this is never going to happen this is an indictment game on dak if he doesn't for win. sure and if he wins, that bracket's not bad. You kind of start moving go to Philly. a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, Seahawks could. Giants, I mean. It's conceivable. I don't think the 49ers lose to the Seahawks. I if don't you either. told me the Giants shock Minnesota, and now look, I've been the Minnesota guy all year. I think they're better than they get credit for being, but I can see them lose that football game. I want them to lose that football game. Sorry, let me put it that way. Well, the Giants, I'd like the Giants to win the game. The Giants basically gave themselves a bye week. They were the sixth seed no matter what. And so they just didn't show yesterday. Rested everybody. They'll be fresh. And then in the AFC, your Sunday noon game is the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. And that 7-2 game, Miami does sneak in yesterday. As the, uh, that's got as blowout the, written all over it. It, it does. Uh, that doesn't feel like one that's that's gettable. And then, as you mentioned, the Sunday night game is the rematch from yesterday, the six-seed Baltimore Ravens at the three-seed Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday It's a scary night. spot for uh, for Cincinnati. They had a couple of injuries yesterday that were big. Uh, perhaps lost another offensive lineman. Which is not the area they need. No. Uh, they they looked distracted. They'd had a weird week, and it, it showed. Still got it done. Uh, Baltimore didn't play anybody. They'll play the running back. Dobbins will come back. He'll play this week. Andrews, the tight end, will play this week. I, I, I presume Huntley will be their quarterback. It doesn't sound like Lamar Jackson's anywhere close to coming back. And if he does, he hasn't played in so long that I don't know how good he'd be. I mean, I expect the Bengals to win the football game, obviously. But but they're kind of beat up. Now, look, they're about to flip the script to pissed off. And who knows? Yeah, sure. 
They were pissed off yesterday. They were, but they... If you believe the stories that were written out of there, and the writers are, are strong, I've followed that team pretty closely the last couple of years, they actually were being told by the NFL as on Monday night that, hey, we might finish this game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They were floored when the Bills left on an airplane. And even then, we're being told, hey, we might bring them back and play Thursday night. And I think internally on Tuesday, early Wednesday, people close to it knew that DeMar Hamlin was going to be okay. Right. And once the prospect of a tragedy was off the table, thank God, the shift did kind of turn back to football. Yeah, of course. And Cincinnati's like, no, wait a minute. We're getting punished here. We didn't do anything. What'd we do? It's, it's more than a fair question. But you can't play three and a half quarters on Thursday and play on Sunday. No. I mean, it's just not so they logistically feasible. So they could have shifted the schedule back a week. They could have. Could have. Could have. All that gets protected is the Pro Bowl yeah, skills good. challenge thing in Vegas. Yeah. Which all of four people will watch. Yeah. Then a young quarterback matchup on Saturday night, seven o'clock start. It is the five seed Los Angeles Chargers against the four seed Jacksonville Jaguars. Of all the games, that's the one I'm kind of it's most the interested most in. interesting. Yeah, I'm, of the I'm games, in. I'm in. Chiefs, the one seed, obviously, as we as as, as previous previously mentioned. Yep. I look. AFC's wide open now. It is. There's there will be one or two upsets in that side that throws it all off. Because if you told me, I mean, the Chargers or the Jags could win that game. Oh, and either one of those teams could give Kansas City a scare. Yeah, sure. Look, not really a hot take. Because I admit it's it's probably me. The Saints were bad this year. I I mean, I watched them, but I had very little interest after week three or four from an emotional standpoint. You knew that even if they won that, Magabon NFC South. It didn't really matter, and they weren't going to go on some run. They've got they got to figure out what to do with Kamara. They got to figure out what to do with Michael Thomas. They've got a quarterback issue. There's there's a, there's a lot there. They're trying to trade Sean Payton potentially right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. Well, they should if they can get a first round. Well, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now this means nothing, but he told the TV show yesterday that he is on that he's a seven out of ten coming back next year. But the Broncos have asked to talk to him. Couple other teams would definitely talk to him. Should that be a an, an option there? Sure. Um, it's a weird part of the NFL though, because if multiple teams and he okay's them, the team gets to then pick where he goes for what for what picks or for what trade. It's a strange dynamic, a little bit. Yeah. Um, from a from a coach standpoint, I say that I say all that to say this is the least interesting I found the NFL ever. Really, not even close. And again, it could be me. I'm not saying, oh, God, the king is falling. And if it's falling, it's 100 to 98 and a half. I understand that. But there's something about the league that I just sort of raise my nose a little bit and go, hmm, there's, have we hit the top of the bell curve is all I'm saying. I'm in the exact opposite boat. The, the, and again, I understand why there's, there's nothing they've done where I go, Oh, they're being idiots. Cause they are not idiots. They run a, an organization, whatever, mm-hmm. but 
they are starting for the first time to get so deep into protection mode on penalties and things that it's affecting the way the game looks. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it's affecting the way it looks. They are being more evident with makeup calls than yeah, ever before. For sure. Which makes you look even dumber. I mean, it's it, it's even worse. I, I, again, it, I'm not saying it's a bad product. That's not my point. Everybody goes, it's you. I, I get it. I'm just There's just something that goes, it's not as aesthetically pleasing and interesting as it was five years ago. And I don't think it's just the Saint sucking. I think there's something there where it's but you're less... really you're really into the college game more than you even were a few years ago. You watch a lot of college football. Watch watch two bowl games. Yeah, which is yeah, I mean, I went to two. And other than that, I'm not sure I watched one other than the Ole Miss. Game. No, it, it's healthy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying relative yeah. to whatever. Eh. And maybe it's sports overall. Maybe I have less of an interest in watching sports than ever before. And that's a natural thing as you get older. I don't, maybe that's it. I don't watch as much sports as I did even 24 months ago. I mean, I used to watch golf every week, every single week. And I turned on the Tournament of Champions last night in Hawaii and watched the kind of the end of it because Colin Morikawa was having a meltdown, and I was curious. But it's And I get they're out of season. But it's the first golf I've even turned on in months. Like, I had not even yeah. watched it at all. Um, I, this year with the NFL, I mean, look, the two teams that I follow, the Bears and the Bengals, were both interesting in completely different ways. The, the Bengals are good, started poorly, and then got hot. And so they were fun to watch. And they've got all these personalities that are fun to watch. Uh, and then the Bears, who now have a potentially transformative pick that they can utilize because of the Texans winning. What the hell were they doing? Uh, I mean, I mean, they did at least fire the coach right after, which makes sense. Who once coached the Bears? It was it was quite comical. Yeah, um, but, Super Bowl. But the Bears were interesting because. They're building around this young quarterback that early in the year, I thought, kid, man, he can't do it. And by the middle of the year, I was like, maybe he can. And it appears that they're going to build around Justin Fields. And so they have the first pick, which presumably they will will now have three months of what will the Bears do, which will be sure. a storyline. And it's interesting because the Bears have every option in the world on the table, including trading down. If I'm them, I'm telling Houston, we're going to take Bryce Young and make Houston go, we just can't run the run the risk that they don't and trade down to two and then make Houston pay for going for two and getting it. Um, but I, I guess I'm in the opposite boat. I watched so much NFL this year that I found it pretty compelling. I mean, I agree with you about some of the stuff with the calls, though I don't. I think the sport of football is more tenuous it is. Then then maybe a lot of other people do. Because it's trickle up. I mean, somebody said, hey, college football is hit the top of the bell curve. Maybe that's 100% true. And if yeah. so, that does affect the NFL product eventually. I mean, that's the way that works. It's the thing that we don't talk about because it's not good for our business. The sports, the sport is is at its core has has a disease. And that trickles up. Yeah, sure. And it will inevitably trickle up. And that's going to take time, a lot of time. Yeah, sure. And they've got time to fix it. And the but the only way to fix it is you got to protect players. But I you mean, have I to mean, be better at deciphering what's actually protecting. Right, is sure. the problem. I mean, sure. that Steelers roughing the passer yesterday. 
Jesus. Right. He grabbed him, wrapped him up, and rolled him over. And they said, oh, it fell on him. Oh, my God. What do you mean to right. do? Right. That's that's the cause I hate is the what do you want the guy to do call? Where he takes every precaution and you still flag him. And, and the NFL's like, answer is what we'd really like is for no one to ever touch a quarterback, please. Thank you. Because NFL games, when the quarterback play is not good, because everybody else is so good, it becomes kind of unwatchable. And that might be part of what happened with you and the Saints, because the Saints quarterback play was so bad yeah. that it makes the sport not as fun. Sure. As opposed to when there's a Josh Allen out there or when there's a Yeah, I have no problem Jaylen with Hurts. I have no problem with the rules that benefit the offense and let's get yards and points sure. and go play arena football. I got I got no issue. And I know it came back this year, but it did. Came back on the college level too. I saw a stat where it's like five years in a row that the leading pass efficiency quarterback had broken the NCAA record. And CJ Stroud led the country this year, and it was way back of the record. I mean, nowhere close. Quarterback efficiency was way down in college football as a at the elite level, I guess, put it that way. The the good players were not as efficient in the past as the good players had been. For whatever that's some of it is is defensive line play is so good right now. Yeah. So many guys there's and defenses have found so many ways to get to the quarterback. And any quarterback, I don't care how good he is, under duress is not as good as he is with a clean pocket. I mean, that that league is like, look at who's in the playoffs. With maybe an exception or two, it's all about quarterback play. All quarterback play. Well, I mean, even the Dolphins getting in, I mean, Tua was an elite quarterback for half the season. Yeah. They built up some yeah. cushion and then held on late. I mean, the Seahawks are the only team with, with not a the Seahawks and 49ers, I guess the two teams without name quarterbacks, if you will. Um and, and Purdy has played fantastic football. Yeah, and Geno Smith was pretty good most he of was. the season. He was. And I get the Ravens have been like Lamar and all that, but right. still, for the most part. Well, the Ravens have an elite defense. They do. I mean, it's it's really Which can real. muddy up a game and it does. It muddies up games. It makes it kind of complicated there. Sure. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They offer MedSync. If your prescriptions, prescriptions the same day each month, take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. They also uh, can take care of transferring your medications. If you're not from a big box pharmacy, all you do is make one call. They will take care of the rest. So that's Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M in Oxford, 662 236 Two, 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 two. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners. Allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Just get in touch with John. Give him a budget. Give him some options. Give him some parameters, and he'll take care of the rest. He'll help you um, have a trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387. Or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Uh, we're brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant uh, on the square. Perfect place uh, for you to, if you're coming into town, stop by. Enjoy their menu, their craft libations as well. It's uh, Opa on the square in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday that's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. 
Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We'll have uh, our picks for the NFL playoffs up later this week. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they've got opportunities across the board uh, from entry level all, all the way up to seasoned professional. And uh, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. It's always free to the uh, client. Keep in mind, payment of service is solely contingent on a company if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at uh, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves. One smile at a time, Dr. Bub, Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. And are you a displaced corporate executive or wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? If you are, Andy Ledecky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, and a franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at Andy at myperfectfranchise.net or give him a call at 404-973-9901. I saw the stats from one of the beat writers. The Saints actually finished with the number six defense in the NFL this year. Um, yeah, they were good on defense. Yeah, 22 in on offense. Mm-hmm. And that's higher than I would have anticipated if you were. Yeah, I like would have. Twenty ninth in turnovers. Yeah, I would have guessed their offense was lower than that. Yeah, Bruce Feldman with a story today saying Georgia's ranked 18th in yards per play allowed this season. First time it's been ranked outside the top 10 since 2018. And they've allowed over a thousand yards in its last two games, with 850 coming through the air, 71 points. Should they be concerned tonight against TCU? Um, although the way he kind of teases it, I think he's going to tell you that they're better than we think they are. I haven't read the story, but that was the way I sort of took that. So, If Georgia wins, that's three title appearances since, what, 18, 19? Yeah. Two titles. And another second that was yeah, skin of teeth. I mean, what's Bennett Steele? This is his last game? Yeah. Who's their quarterback next year? I don't know. I don't either. Does it matter? I mean, as talented as they are everywhere, probably not. Everyone will come out with their – I saw where, uh, like, Marcelo had his incredibly too early – Top 25. Top, I think he did top 30. Okay. And what's funny is he admits up front, this is ridiculously too early. I'm just doing it. And people just assault 
You know, it's like he he said it was too stupid. Stop. Yeah. We don't know who's on any team. Not a lot of teams. I mean, some teams you do, but sure. like the one we cover, we don't. I mean, I got nothing. I got. I mean, we avoided. I mean, I didn't avoid it. We didn't talk about the weekend today for a reason. Nothing necessarily happened. Um, that's why. So yeah, I don't know. If there are news, then we will talk about news. The kid that was here from Purdue went out, out of Purdue. the portal and back to Purdue. Yeah. What is, does that mean? Ole Miss didn't offer him. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Spencer Sanders or Mike Wright. No clue. Wright was there on Friday. Um, I will tell you this. And I wrote about this, but it, it makes for a little interesting conversation. These portal visits, most of the people who are asking, like, hey, find out where they went. What, what Did they have fun and all that stuff? Most of the people are joking, making fun of stuff that's happened in the past. The portal visits aren't like that, with rare exception. They're more 24 hours than they are 48. There's no players on campus to host right now. And so it's just business. You go to the building, you meet with the coaches, you watch some film, you talk about your role. You what get, is the depth chart? What is the money? What's the situation? Cool, thanks. And then it's like an NFL free agent visit, which is about 24 hours. They show up the night before. The club takes them to dinner. They talk. Next day, they come into the building. At some point, they go, here's what we're offering you. Um, if you leave the building without taking it, the offer might not be there because we're bringing in this guy tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you take it, you can take it today, and it's good. It's kind of like that. Like the wide receiver from uh, from Oklahoma State, whose name escapes me right now, who came in on, uh, on, on a visit. He'd been to Auburn right before he got to Ole Miss, and he left Ole Miss to go to Wisconsin. So it's like boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. He's not spending 48 hours at all three of those places. In fact, I don't think he spent a full 24 at any yeah, of them. Just get, get in, get out. Get in, have your meeting, have a meal. Have a conversation. Here's the offer. Figure it out. And I'll let you know. And at some point, he'll make a decision. He'll make a decision. Yeah. And everything's changed. They've got more guys coming in this week. They'll have some guys coming in this weekend, but it's just not. The people that have a lot of angst about it, I've decided. And it's interesting because Greg Sankey yesterday came out pretty publicly. With wanted major changes to the basically the is saying what the coaches are saying privately, which is this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Yeah, sure. People push back on it because coaches make a lot of money. And to some degree I understand that. But the coaches are saying this just doesn't work. It's not it's not healthy. We're having to make well, some of the staffers that have the worst hours in this make no money. Hardly. Yeah, they're getting well, just the people that are running killed. these recruiting operations yeah. don't make jack and they're getting and they, they have no life. Yeah, they're working 21, 22 hour days. Yeah. Sinky saying it has you have to at least put a pin in it and go. Oh, yesterday, Kirby Smart said it. Yeah. I mean, Kirby said this is not the business that I got into. And you don't think Kirby's coaching in five years? I don't. I do not. Yeah. Especially if he wins one or two more. Sure. If he wins tonight. The I clock mean, at least 
potentially starts. You know, Kirby talked about yesterday his parents aren't there. His dad's yeah. not doing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can tell you f- from talking to people who know them that Kirby Smart at no point looked at Matt Luke and said, you're crazy. Kind of thought. Might be on to something. You're probably on to something. So, you know, but I do think there's a lot of people that, and from our business standpoint, we would be better suited with it going back to the first Wednesday in February. I think there are people that miss the season that oh, was 100%. recruiting. Recruiting 100%. season, you know, which was the games, your, your rivalry game ended on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving or the you find Saturday out about your bowl, you do bowl practice, and as bowl practice is starting, you get the recruiting season that runs through you get, January. You get a December recruiting season, then you take a break for the holidays. Then you get the big and then, January. And then the convention comes, and as soon as the convention's over, you have this mad rush to the first Wednesday in February. Yeah. And I think the fans... We would who, do full segments on, hey, this guy set up his visits this way. That's good because you right. want this visit, not this visit. You want the last visit, but hey, you got to show up and right. you're doing the whole rigmarole. And then the whole, did they did they make it on Friday and all that stuff? And those weekends are kind of over now. They don't exist. car trouble. They don't exist. And so I think people are... The, yeah. the, the people that loved that... Oh, it's... it's I think they've it's lost... It's impactful. They've sure. lost that. Yeah. And so they get kind of angry about it. Is Aaron Rodgers done? Or is he done in Green Bay? Well, he's got him a new girlfriend in Wisconsin. Um, okay. Her dad owns the Bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the rumor. Okay. That they're more than friends. Okay. Stands to reason. Sure. Um, I guess he's not done. He probably thinks he's done, but in two or three weeks. Give him a minute to... They'll probably want to come back now. I mean, we're reading a lot into him not giving a jersey away last night. Because it was his last one? A player from the Lions asked to swap jerseys with him last night, and he goes, hey, I'm going to keep this one. Interesting. I mean, that, that's... Here's their thing is they're in a division where Minnesota's on the rise. We talked about Detroit earlier. I mean, if you're putting stock into a team right now, you Detroit. probably put a little stock in the Lions right now. Had he made the playoffs, he would have been a very much a coach of the year candidate. And the Bears are going to get better. They're at least incredibly interesting because of what they have available to try to get their team ready. They're going to be better. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff they team, were, but they're going to be this better. It's relative. They were not bad compared to most first pick bad. Right. They were okay. And they'll be better next season. Yeah. And they've got a ton of money in the free agency thing if they decide to get it's it. millions. I mean, just if they want to get it, if, if they decide to get active, they can this offseason. Yeah, I saw that somewhere yesterday. It is a ton of money. So, you know, they could really upgrade and probably will be a better team. Would they win four games this year? Is that what they was they four and thirteen? Is I don't even what? know. They'll, they'll probably add three to four wins to their total. They have, uh, this is part Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears now for ESPN. She says uh, they have over $108 million in cap space for next it's, season. It's a ton. They yeah. can do a lot. Yeah. So is Green Bay a Super Bowl contender next year as currently constructed? The answer is no, no. No, no, no. If I'm him and I want to play, I'm, I'm going elsewhere. Or I'm walking away with my health. Last thing. It's going to happen with Carlos Correa. 
I mean, I still think they worked some deal out with the Mets, but it, the money comes down and you figure out where the liability. I think, see, I think this is where Correa won't budge. He's like, we can put new language in the deal, but the deal has to stay the same. And that's where Steve Cohen might just go, you know what? We're going to walk away. And here's the thing, Cohen, it doesn't really matter to a lot of people, but I think Cohen, I've heard this from some baseball people. Cohen going over that magic, was it 300 million, 400 million number, pissed off a lot of his colleagues in baseball. Yeah. And maybe by walking it back, it might chill some of that. You think he cares? He might a little. There was real pushback inside the industry about, hey, what are you doing? And they're still really good, even without Carlos Correa, and it lets them set up to go after Manny Machado next year. That's true. And then if Correa is a free agent again, I mean, now you have two teams that have flagged this. Yeah, at some point. Again, if it's something that's debilitating, if nothing else, you can't put him on a long-term deal. And you go, I can't pay you whatever million in six years. I don't know if you're going to have a leg or back or whatever it is. So what does he do? Does he go to one of these teams that offer him, hey, we'll give you we'll give you forty million a year, but we're just gonna do a three year deal? Well, if I'm him and I believe in myself, I'd rather have the three year forty over the eight year for twenty two. Yeah. Or whatever it is. I don't know, it's suddenly become really fascinating to me as time has gone on. Well, yeah. So. Well, when Cohen says, Hey, we might walk away and then look, he could sue. Because Cohen did the one thing that baseball always tells their owners and GMs not to do. Don't comment on something until the physical. Yeah. And it's not because we we, we don't he want... he was so excited and he called the guy at the post mm-hmm. and there it went. And it was a mistake. Yeah. And then he, the physical gets flagged. And if you're one of the teams that were kind of on the periphery with him, I mean, I, I question now, like if you're the, the twins, for example... And you've had him. You know he's good. But two teams have flagged his physicals. Don't you want to do a physical too and you want to take a good hard look at it? And then what happens if your guys go, I don't know. I mean, yeah. here's another story. Are you surprised that Trevor Bauer, it sounds like, is never going to pitch in the major leagues again? I saw the article and I was going to bring it up and I hadn't read it. So I was holding it just because I was not as in, up to date on it as I felt like I needed to be to have the conversation. Yeah, read it. Okay. And we'll talk about it tomorrow or Wednesday or whatever. Yeah. It, it is a fascinating story because Trevor Bauer is av- is available. He's a guy that won a Cy Young yeah. recently. Yeah. Is available for the major league minimum to any team right now because the Dodgers are on the hook for his contract. Sure. He's available for $700,000. Trevor Bauer. The number of people making $700,000 or more is everyone. So. It was, yes. It's the minimum. Yeah, literally. He's available to you for the major league minimum. Like the, the Cubs, for example, just signed Eric Hosmer. And the Red Sox are on the hook for the deal. Yeah. Actually, the Padres are on the hook for the deal. Okay. The Cubs got him $700,000. And the justification was, well, if he sucks, we'll just cut him. It's the minimum. Yeah. It's Trevor Bauer. There are no criminal charges. Somebody's going to take but everybody around baseball goes, it's not going to happen. No one's going to take him. 
it's hard to believe. It's, I, I just can't. It's just fascinating. I to can't me. get there mentally. It's fascinating to me. I mean, there are there are other people in Major League Baseball who have domestic violence oh. issues who are employed today. Yeah. Your closer had one when he won the title a few years ago. So the question I have, tease it for down the road. Sure. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We're not talking about Georgia if for Trevor Bauer had not fought MLB as hard as he did, and if Trevor Bauer were a little different with his political beliefs, would this be a problem for him? Yeah, I think both are relevant. We'll hit both of them um, over the course of uh, of tomorrow. Again, tonight, apparently 6.30. Do that, um, unless there's an announcement today. We'll talk about maybe Sean McVay stepping down. There's oh. a lot of talk about that. Uh, see what that's going on. I think on he too. will, uh, by the way. It's where I'm leaning a little bit, if you told me to guess. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at, too. So uh, that and more coming up on tomorrow's show, rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, should some news come up, and then last college football game of the season, Georgia TCU tonight, ESPN, family of networks, if you will, depending on how you want to watch it, 630 there from Inglewood. So have a good day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.